Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And Foreigner, we're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. I hate to even say it, but it is Friday the 13th. I hate that kind of thing. If you believe in it, I guess you could have bad luck. But it's also National Blame Somebody Else Day. So if you have bad luck, don't blame Friday the 13th. Maybe you should blame Friday the 13th. Just don't blame yourself. Just blame somebody else. Yeah, it's a way of you know projecting mm-hmm. or you know transferring your blame onto something else. Yeah. And Friday the 13th is a perfect opportunity to do that. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, what a show today. Where? Which one? Ours? Really? Well, no. I mean, maybe ours, too. But oh, okay. There are other shows out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, the Thunderbirds now are two games up on Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And ready to go into the next round. Yeah. And some weird stuff happened during that game last night. So we'll uh, maybe talk about that and some other things, too. Mm-hmm. It's 535 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Mass. Aquapump is uh, brought is uh, bringing you Hollywood Trash today, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, uh, if you like Norm MacDonald, you're probably going to like this news. Uh, there is a post- He's alive? Well, no. <laughs> He'll be alive through Netflix, if uh, you will. Yeah, right. Uh, hologram? Maybe a hologram concert. Yeah, a posthumous comedy special is going to be released uh with Norm being obviously the featured comedian, Norm McDonald, nothing special, was secretly filmed in the late comedian's living room. McDonald hmm. uh, recorded the performance alone, and he delivered the special in a single take. I'm really interested to see this. Yeah, because me too. He's a genius. He's a comedy genius. Like the timing and the and the and the jokes mm-hmm. and the and knowing how to, you know, just get that. That punchline in, even though you might have heard it a thousand times, there was something about the way Norm MacDonald told a joke that just his delivery made it that much funnier. The setups were perfect. The yeah. setups are actually almost funnier than the actual punchline. Yeah. Uh, Norm's longtime producing partner said uh, Norm worked so hard on a new hour of material and he wanted it to be seen. Uh, we want to make sure his fans see this very funny hour. He left this gift for all of us. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out, though. It's coming out soon, but you know he he recorded this while he was very very ill. Yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting to see uh, to see that. I, I yeah, I can't wait. I did stand up comedy in a living room once. <laughs> that went well, and you still bombed. That's true. Ninety uh, two year old Gene Hackman. Didn't I just say to you yesterday we don't do enough Gene Hackman stories? We don't do enough Gene Hackman stories. Was spotted out at an event in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where he's been enjoying his retirement. He looked healthy and happy, and Gene hasn't acted since the 2004 movie Welcome to Mooseport. So, unlike Norm MacDonald, he's alive. He is very much alive. Good deal. One of my favorite actors, Gene Hackman. Popeye Doyle. Freaking great actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you ever see the Downhill Racer with him as the ski coach of Robert Redford? Yes, very I good have. movie as well. He's alive and unconscious, just like Gerald Ford. Mm. Yes, yeah, right, just like it. <laughs> Kendall Jenner struggled to properly cut a cucumber on the latest Kardashians episode, and the internet called her out on it. She was a good sport, though, and uh, she even commented "tragic" to a Twitter user's reaction. Um, Kim must have had something to say. Well, I, I was gonna say, uh, you know. The Kardashians, the way they handle their cucumbers, usually aren't in the slicing form. No, they're not. No. 
Back they can a, usually take them whole. They're in a, another way. You know what I mean? I do. A uh, sequel to This is Spinal Tap is in the works. So soon? I think this time the band gets back together. It's only been 40 years, right? Did you see the story that the uh, their drummer or one of the drummers that didn't die in the movie has actually died? Yes, we talked about that the other day. Did you? Yeah. 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 How about that? Stumpy Joe, I believe. Uh, the guys have to get together for the one last contractually obligated concert, even though they haven't worked together in years. It's coming out in 2024, which will be the 40th anniversary of the original. Stumpy Joe, by the way, died, died in a bizarre gardening accident. I That's think, right. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. He choked on vomit. Yeah. It just wasn't his vomit. <laughs> Uh, Adele recently bought Sylvester Stallone's pad for $58 million, and it came with a poolside Rocky statue. By the pool. By the pool. Interesting. It's a sweet house in a gated community where Denzel Washington, Magic Johnson, and Justin Bieber live. Wow. You know, if I had a lot of money, I'm not sure I would uh, have, say, statues of myself commissioned around my pool, you know, in various... You know, poses. Hmm. I'm not sure I would do that. That seems a little um, pretentious. It is very pretentious. Well, it's good to statue myself sitting right here. Who is that? Uh, Bob Dylan. That's what I thought. Yeah. Very, very convincing. Ashley Judd uh, was on yesterday's Good Morning America, and she confirmed that her mother, Naomi Judd, took her own life. Uh, quote, mother used a firearm. That's uh, <sighs> the piece of information we're very uncomfortable sharing, but if we don't say it, someone else is going to. Mm -hmm. It's very sad, but I can understand. I can understand that perspective. Well, I I mean, this is a family that's in the public eye, so you're going to have speculation. And, you know, that's probably got to be the harder part when you're you're in that aspect of life where everybody's looking into your private business Mm -hmm. uh, because they feel they know you because, you know, she was a big country star back in the 90s and and her and the daughter were, were, you know. But more importantly, you know, she was the mom of these these kids and these kids are trying to, you know, put it all into perspective, which is very, very hard to do. But that's what I mean. You can't do that when you get the the media around your house uh, 24 hours a day finding out what happened to your mom. I mean, that's why I kind of respect their decision to do this because better that it come from them than the tabloids that'll make it worse. That's true. Uh, Not all artists accused of plagiarism are guilty, but sometimes they are. BuzzFeed put together a list of 10 artists who lost their plagiarism lawsuit. You ready for one of these? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Robin Thicke and Farrell. Is it Farrell or Farrell? 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 Farrell. Farrell. Uh, With blurred lines. They had to pay Marvin Gaye's estate more than $5 million for copying his song, Got to Give It Up. Yeah, Farrell, the guy with the hat, right? He always wears the hat. Yes. He's like a crooner. He yeah. looks like a crooner from the 50s. Right, right, right. The uh, Beach Boys with Surfing USA. It was found to be a ripoff of Chuck Berry's Sweet Little 16, so Chuck received publishing rights for it. I had no idea about that. So. Yeah. But weren't all of those, like, old rock and roll songs all follow 12-bar blues and it's the same tune well, behind it? Yeah, but back then they didn't have the same copyright protections. Gotcha. And then all of a sudden the lawsuits came when, you know, publishing... Was currency, and so that's that's why you know Chuck Berry, who always had something to pay for, like a tax bill or what have you, or uh, cameras in a bathroom, and he was using to spy on people. Got to gotta replace uh, yeah. all that uh, sure. equipment. Sure. Yeah. Uh, ooh, my dingling, mm, my dingling's ringing with them bathroom cameras. This is why Brian Wilson said, "I thank God they're not accusing me of ripping off my dingling." <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a 
a good thing. <laughs> yes. Isn't that uh, what Bobbitt did, by the way? Rip off his dingling? Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a copyright infringement. Ah. Uh, and uh, Led Zeppelin, with a whole lot of love, they had to pay an undisclosed amount to songwriter Willie Dixon for ripping off You Need Love by Muddy Waters. Ah. And then, with Bring It On Home, they had to pay another undisclosed amount to, song, to Willie Dixon saying, for ripping off uh, Bring It On Home from Sonny Boy Williamson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Led Zeppelin yeah. ripped off a bunch of people. Well, but... They're the greatest band ever. They were a great band, no question about it. But even even that Stairway to Heaven uh, spirit lawsuit that happened a couple years ago, yeah. that was not uh, cheap to defend. Uh, what are you talking about? I didn't know that that song sounded exactly like the one that we were playing. How was I supposed to know? And that is your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. And 7 a.m. It is 6.01 on Rock 102. We've got 80s right through Monday for the highs. Dense fog advisory for portions of Western Mass this morning. And the weather is brought to you by Noonan Energy, serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com. Here's your 102-second sports. On Rock 102, where yesterday it was a Thunderbird Thursday, and last night it was a Thunderbird Thursday at Mass Mutual Center. Check this out. Hofer out of his net. He stops it. Hofer looking. Hofer firing toward the empty net. He scores! Are you kidding me? Goal, Hofer! A goalie goal in the Calder Cup playoffs! There he is, the goalie for the Thunderbirds with a goal last night in that game. That's awesome. Yes, how about that? And Tommy Cross scored one as well. The Thunderbirds ripped up Wilkes-Barre Scranton 6-2 to to take a 2-0 lead in that series. In the NHL, the Bruins beat Carolina 5-2. That series tied at 3 with a Game 7 coming up this weekend in Carolina. Also last night, St. Louis... The Thunderbirds' parent squad advanced into the next round of the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Also, Edmonton and the Kings tied at 3-3, and Toronto and Tampa Bay tied 3-3 in their series. Basketball, Celtics-Bucks in Milwaukee for Game 6. And also last night, Miami advancing into the next round by beating Philadelphia 99-90. The Phoenix-Dallas series is tied at three games apiece. Baseball, the Red Sox idle yesterday, start a series tonight in Texas against the Rangers. And in football, the Patriots' schedule announced yesterday. They're going to open in Miami. They're going to play on Monday night football. They're going to play on Thursday night football. They're going to play on Sunday night football. They're going to play Thanksgiving night in Minnesota. And they're going to finish in Buffalo for the first week in January. Excitement ahead for football fans. That's it for your 102-second sports. And uh, we got a little news about the Preakness and the winner of the Kentucky Derby and the plans for the Preakness coming up next in Bax's view from approximately 3,411 days away from today. I fully expect to live a life of complete leisure and relaxation. And while that may sound boring to some, I believe that you would be wrong to underestimate my ability to thrive in situations that involve total inactivity. On the other hand, I can see myself taking the pathway of a championship thoroughbred and being put out to stud. And while my wife might have something to say about that, I still believe that it's perfectly healthy to set largely unattainable goals. Yesterday, in a shocking announcement, the owner of Kentucky Derby winning horse, Rich Strike, will not be competing in next weekend's Preakness Stakes. According to owner Rick Dawson, after discussions with their trainer, they felt they needed to do what's best for the horse. And that is to forget all about the idea of winning the Triple Crown. No, this has nothing to do with jockey Sonny Leon's 15-day suspension or anything that might feed into a larger conspiracy theory. This has everything to do with the value of this particular horse and whether you put that value 
at risk. Look at it this way. You have a horse that just won the Kentucky Derby. It has an improbable 80 to one shot. You will never have greater value for that horse than you do right at this very moment. If you put him in the Preakness and he doesn't win, then that Kentucky Derby is going to look like a fluke. But if you put him out to stud now, you'll be able to track some of the most overly inflated stud fees of all time. That, my friends, is how I think we'd all like to retire. Sure, I can mess things up during the next 3,411 days, but maybe I don't. Granted, comparing myself to a barnyard animal seems like a bit of a stretch, but I can assure you that the comparison is not as far off as you might think. Either way, if I were the owner of this horse, I would think long and hard about what to do next. Dawson spent $30,000 to buy this horse. Put him out to stud right now, he can make back $30,000 a day. That's better than a 401k, an offshore account, and a stack load of Bitcoin. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm waiting for the Pellet Steak Steakhouse to open because when you grill with a Traeger wood fire pellet grill, meat gets all smoky and wood flame flavored and oh my God, it's so delicious. And you have precision temperature and flame control to go along with it. Grill with a Traeger right now from your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Classic Rock at 612 and Rush. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. And we're taking full credit for that win last night for the Thunderbirds over the Wilkes-Barre hyphen Scranton Penguins. I think you're the one who said that you are the uh, good luck charm. I don't, yeah. you know, yeah. I think. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, <laughs> Come on now. including you guys. Now, I think we we got good karma going on with Nate Costa and Tommy Cross and the whole team. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think don't it has, jinx it. Yeah, don't jinx it. I know. I'm I just, know. I'm just thinking. I think they might. Uh, the team themselves may have more to do with it than us. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know. I mean. I don't mean to diminish anything. I'm just saying that I think you know their their good play and and uh, and heads upness, okay. uh, sportsmanship may okay. have a little right. bit more of a factor yeah, on the ice. Whatever. Who, who is the TV announcer? I just I saw a clip this morning and uh, very enthusiastic play by play guy. Were you talking about the, maybe this clip right here? Hold on a second. I started the sports with this early. Hope for out of his net. He stops yeah, it. That Hope guy. for looking. Who is Hope that? for firing toward the empty net. He scores. There he is right there. Now, you know, I, I don't know, actually. We should know, right? Probably. We should. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm sure someone will, will let, us, uh, yeah. let us know. Well, that was, the, that was him calling the goal by the goalie last night. That's awesome. Yeah. Open net goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, I was up like a rock star last night uh, till like 9.30. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man. Do you need you to lie down and take a nap? Uh, I probably should take a nap. I'm a little tired right now. Really? What were you doing? I uh, I went to my uh, my daughter uh, is in the the jazz band at, at the school. Nice. So um, I went and saw that performance, but it was a performance for all the kids in all the music mm. classes, the choir and and all that stuff. Not, so not, not jazz band. Was she wearing like a beret and smoking clove cigarettes and saying "man" a lot? She called me "daddy o." Oh That's yeah, what she right. calls me "yo, daddy o." <laughs> Um, but uh, it was it was it was a really it was a great show. I, I got to give a lot of credit to the, this music teacher, this uh, this Miss Gurton, who uh, who runs the the program up there at Gateway. Great name. The problem is there's not enough kids in that school to create like what you would see on Glee or you right. know any one of these like high school musical high school musical high school band whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, it, it there's just not enough kids and 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 this this uh teacher she works with that and she the dedication to go into not only 
trying to teach these kids how to play the instruments, right? But, and all different ranges of kids from from ages ten to to, to seventeen. She's mm-hmm. she's doing this. She's sitting in as well to fill in for the parts that they don't have for the band to make it a successful performance. And I, she I, can play all the instruments. Yeah, she, yeah. very versatile. Yeah. I, I, I was uh, I was wildly impressed by that. Mm-hmm. And then they uh, they did uh, what was the uh, they did they had like a bunch of performances from like kids who were you know uh, some of these seniors and stuff who were, were were you know one's kids like really good at the tuba sure and, right you know all these solo performances and then I'm they a did, huge tuba solo uh, fan I, always yeah. that, yeah. if you're gonna sit me down in a high school auditorium. Bring out the tubas. There's yeah. a great song called Dueling Tubas, by the way. Instead Ooh, of dueling banjos, dueling tubas. I like the sound Check of it that. out, yeah. Ooh, dueling tubas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that idea. Um, but it was it was a it was a very cool performance. And, and these 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 kids really work hard and they and they they deliver a, a great performance, uh, especially with the, the singing. There was a couple of kids in there that were doing uh, they did the the My Heart Will Go On from oh, the Titanic. Sure, yes. oh yeah, classic. And they did like this uh, Les Misérables uh, like ensemble thing where the, you know it was like a. I always thought it was Less Miserables. It is Less Miserables, but I like to be uh, French. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that what it is? I, I thought believe it was that's Irish. French. I thought that was Irish. No, I'm not sure if uh, Irish is a Romance language. Um, they do a little Stairway to Gilligan's Island or anything like that, or no? Stairway to Gilligan's Island? Is that what you just said? No, they didn't. You never heard that one? Yeah. No, I never heard that one. That's a good one. Oh, we got Dueling Tubas and Stairway to Gilligan's oh, man, Island just, coming up later. I just How opened about? Pandora's box. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, now, which, uh, which one of your kids was in the band? My oldest, Champ. Now, Champ was in the band. Champ plays what? Uh, in this particular, uh, ja- she does play the sax, but she plays uh, this. It, it was like a bass thing. I don't know what what this is. It's like a tabletop bass thing or something. Mm, really, like a stringed instrument kind of thing. I think so. I can't really <laughs> see. Well, because I know she plays the saxophone, and that's like part of the thing. But then this is like an extracurricular thing that she does mm. ah, to, okay. to, to be part of the thing. My uh, um, my son played the trombone, by the way, back at in those times. Rusty yeah. one. Uh, no, at least I'm hoping not. That's no. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. the rusty trombone. I'm also very good at the skin flute. I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know. I practice every day. I'm sure. <laughs> Never miss one All right. lesson. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they they did all these renditions. I I love the you know to hear it live is just it's one of those experiences you can't you don't have listening to an album or listening to sure. a video of it. I mean, I took video of the performance, but it, the the audio in it it doesn't give you the feel that you get when you're watching a, a live performance. And I always really appreciate the improvisation in, in jazz and, right. and and how you can hear a, a song completely different. It was funny my 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 kid said they were practicing this song but she'd never heard it before. Hmm. And it was all my loving by the Beatles. Oh yeah, yeah she never wow. actually heard the recording of the song. She only learned it through the class, which I thought was a way better way to experience that than to, you know, just hear it on the radio or hear it on on the iPod or whatever. Uh, and, yeah. You know, to learn the musical arrangements. Sure, it was. that was that band that Paul McCartney was in before. Before Wings, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Paul McCartney. Just heard um, the name. Don't believe, know. Believe the guy. It's 
who wrote that song. Oh, was that the guy with Kanye West? I'm sure that yes. Kanye is going to Kanye is going to bring him to stardom. That's for sure. Yeah. Tomorrow, miss you. Remember, I'll always be true. And then while I'm away, I'll ride home every day, and I'll send all my loving to you. Yeah, very good rendition, and yeah. uh, they did a couple of Duke Ellington tunes. Like I think it was uh, "Can't Get Around" or "Don't Get Around Much Anymore." Oh, that's a classic. And, uh, mm-hmm. Satin Doll. Ooh, there's yeah. another uh, another classic. And uh, there was a couple of ditties in there, but uh, very great performance by the uh, the Gateway uh, Regional uh, Band and Choir Sweet. last night. You know, my, my kids never really. Uh, I mean, they they listen to music, they appreciate music, they listen to all kinds of music. But none of them are really taken to any instruments. You know, like I think Liza tried to teach herself piano, and she can play piano, mm-hmm. and tried to teach herself guitar, but never had any formal lessons right. with it. You know, at least somebody, and this is not to uh, diminish, you know, musical lessons, mm-hmm. but how many famous musicians have never, ever taken any lessons whatsoever? Just, They're like all self-taught. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and to me, that's that's pretty, I mean, I that- took... You, I took drum lessons as a kid. Do you, mm-hmm. do you know my my friends, the Kings? Yeah, that came in here years ago and uh, yeah, they're did good. Their rendi- yeah, they're real she, good. She taught herself. Melissa taught herself how to how to play guitar. Hmm. I I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm like, I wouldn't be able to do that. I can't even teach myself how to put together uh, some sort of item off of YouTube. Uh, I, yeah, I had a guitar, uh, my grandfather's guitar. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do squat with it. Yeah, you know, like a piano, I can I can figure out chords and stuff, but I don't have any real understanding of how to really play what I want to play on it. I'd you like sh- you to teach me. You should see me on the air guitar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet. I am badass, man. How you doing on the man organ? Oh, I've... Well, between skin flute lessons and man organs, I can only do one thing at a time. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not ambidextrous yeah, when should, it comes to that. We should call you Hilltown Pops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, from about. Hilltown Pops from Otis Deep Throatus. <laughs> Uh, by the way, yes, yes. Uh, Springfield Thunderbirds <laughs> play-by-play guy Ryan Smith. Here he uh, is, right here. Doors! That's Ryan Smith. Ryan Smith. At Ryan there Smith. You go. There Ryan you go. Smith. But you don't play anything. No musical gifts I, at all. None. No zero. talent. Nope. Zero. Zero. A big zilch. Less than zero. It too. Wasn't that a movie, by the way? Uh, also, an Elvis Costello song. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You're all right. Yep. It's 621 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Maybe you started your tomatoes back in... Rock 102, back Stephen Dave, Black Crows. Met Chris Robinson in studio years ago with my son, Dash, who, by the way, got married recently. Did he get married? Yes, he did. Did you you meet them in Syracuse? (laughs) Yes. And by the way, they couldn't have been nicer. It was uh, Chris and Rich Robinson in studio. And I think it was about the time, like 1990, right after they released... What was their first hit... um, uh, jealous, jealous again, jealous Je- again, jealous again. Yeah, they were good guys. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on this morning, we have uh, nothing specific, but I got to tell you, um, somebody later on today is going to get that big giant prize package for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Yeah, sweet, and sweet. Uh, so that's pretty cool. That's we like, still have tickets though, right? No, actually, we don't have uh, we don't have tickets right now. Ah, but uh, but that's okay. You know, if they if they advance, right? It's a five best of five series, right? And this one, they only need to win one more. If that's the case. Pretty sure we'll get tickets for the next for the next round. Well, and if somebody wins today, of course, Ryan Smith will go crazy. Yours! Are you kidding me? There you go. 
That's what uh, it's going to sound like when somebody wins. Today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Today you can learn how Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned with Bax, Steve, and Dave Who? on Rock 102. You like that one? Mm-hmm. I do. It was yeah. succinct, and dar- and succinct and right to the point. No, and I, I like the different deliveries, actually. So, Well, I yeah. kind of change it up. Yeah. I'm like my own little verbal jazz band over here. <laughs> I like to improv whenever yeah, I get a definitely. chance. Uh, today I learned that uh, Adolf Hitler apparently was a meth head. Hmm. Really? Did you know they, that? They, I didn't know they had meth back then. Yeah. Uh, Adolf Hitler apparently relied on a stunning array of drugs while ruling Nazi Germany, including mm-hmm. one made popular... Uh, by the show uh, Breaking Bad, Crystal Meth. According to a 47-page U.S. military dossier, a physician filed, or, or I'm sorry, a physician filled the Führer with uh, barbiturate tranquilizers, morphine, bull's semen, hmm. a pill that contained crystal meth, and other drugs. The bull semen. <laughs> I'm strung out on bull semen. Well... Hitler liked a lot of different things. I, I guess he was very diverse in his interests. Yeah. Oh, give me some of that blue semen. <laughs> I can see him. Can you see him uh, goose-stepping into a 12-step program? I, I really can't. Uh, the dossier's allegations will be considered in a British TV documentary this weekend called Hitler's Hidden Drug Habit, The Times of uh, Israel Reports. Mm. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Who, who, who was Hitler's dealer? You want to know who that was? Who? Theodore Morell. Hmm. He uh, he just called a man a lot. I'm sure he did. Hey, man. He succeeded. I need a hit. Give, as, me, a, give me that bull. He uh, succeeded as a, uh, as a Berlin doctor despite his unconventional methods and controversial past. Oh, it's like, uh, who was the guy, what was the guy that gave Michael Jackson the fentanyl? Uh, oh, yeah. Dr. Nick. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Dr. Nick Riviera. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. That is today. I. It was Dr. Conrad something with Michael Jackson. Bain? Dr. Conrad Dr. Bain? Yes, Conrad Bain. News is next. Is your old bathtub looking a little... 633. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Got a dense fog warning in effect, according to the National Weather Service. The fog is getting thicker. And Leon is getting larger. And also, by the way, there's going to be a red moon this weekend. A red moon? A red moon! If that doesn't get you fired up, you don't have a pulse! Right? It's a fun activity you can do with your loved ones. Sunday night. Hmm. we got to get that guy on the show. Yes! Seriously. Yes. Bring him, uh, let's see if we can uh, track him down and uh, bring him in for an interview. Ryan Smith, again, yeah. play-by-play guy for your Springfield Thunderbirds. Go! Love it. Uh, That red moon, by the way, Sunday night, a total lunar eclipse will be visible right here in Massachusetts. But be prepared. you got to stay up late. The excitement. Maybe you should do this with your girls, Steve. They would love to see that. What, a red moon? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 1030 on Sunday night starts and then doesn't end until about 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, I'm not uh, keeping my kids up that late. All right. Sorry. Not even for a red moon? You can see a red moon when the next red moon comes around. How about if you play uh, Red Skies at Night by The Fix early and then get them to bed? Hmm. Uh, yeah, you could do that, Isn't there a red song from U2 as well? 
under the blood red sky. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. If you could do an right. entire series of red songs for the red moon on Sunday night. Mm. So you got that going for you. Which yes, is you nice. do. Hey, while the Lynn Clark case has garnered a lot of attention, the Chicopee school superintendent job isn't the only one in the headlines. In South Hadley, the school committee voting unanimously to appoint assistant superintendent Mark McLaughlin as the acting super effective immediately. He replaces Jamal Mosley, who has been on leave after serving eight months in the role, they're not ta- uh, talking about why Jamal Mosley has been on a leave of absence. They can't say. Or they won't say. Or both. And well, nobody noticed the difference because you've seen one. You've seen Jamal. Ha! Ah, ah, you yeah. making fun of the man's name. Right, Look at you. In Holyoke, Mayor Josh Garcia gave his very first state of the city address before city council. He says Holyoke is heading in the right direction. Despite COVID-19's grip the last two years, Garcia's administration presenting a surplus budget, which is a rarity in this day and age. According to Garcia, quote, our city's economy roaring back in a way we haven't seen in quite some time. End quote from Holyoke Mayor Joshua Garcia. Yeah, um, just telling Steve, you know, there's also, apart from their economy, there's also a lot of great shows coming to Holyoke. Yeah. Between uh, Ray Street Live, they're bringing some you know, pretty cool shows there, mm-hmm. and the Gateway City Arts, another place that, uh, that they've been bringing good shows for a while. It's like giving you an extra reason to go to Holyoke other than the mall or, uh, say, like, uh, you know, uh, Barnes & Noble. That, that whole area uh, down in that, um, I, I don't know what the name, those mill buildings that they got, they yeah. redid mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Things are hopping down there. Yeah. They got uh, they got all kinds of entertainment at restaurants and stuff It used to like be a that. time when I wouldn't want to go into Holyoke no matter what you threw at me. There but now there's an incentive to go. Now I want to spend time in Holyoke. Yeah, and you can stand and warm yourself up by one of the burning buildings outside in the rest of the neighborhood. Well, it's you know it's getting to be a little warm out now. I don't know if I want to warm mm. up by the fire, but hey. I do like s'mores. And you can watch big drug seizures go down as well. A Holyoke man going to spend five years in prison. Apparently, one of the largest illegal fentanyl seizures Western Mass has ever seen in Holyoke. Can give you a seizure? Yeah, Carlos Morales pleading guilty to possession with intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl. That's a lot of fentanyl, by the way. And this is from U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins. Also, U.S. District Court Judge Mark Mastriani ordering Morales to serve five years of supervised release after he completes his prison sentence. Morales admitting to distributing, as I said, the 400 grams of fentanyl, which is 106,000 bags of it, weighing at least... 1.7 kilograms. It is believed, again, to be one of the largest amounts of fentanyl packaged for delivery ever seized in Western Massachusetts. Wow. Right in Holyoke. It's good to get that junk off the street. That's Mm -hmm. terrible stuff. Mm -hmm. Members of the Westfield Historical Commission say they have found the remnants of the long-lost armory of one Richard Falley Jr. This happened in the area of Mount Tacoa, part of the Montgomery area that was once part of Westfield. According to a historical commission member in Montgomery, it's believed to be the remnants of the armory that belonged to Mr. Fowley when he was a blacksmith during the American Revolution. Hmm. He also produced guns for General George Washington from right here in Western Mass and commanded an 
uh, armory and a company of American soldiers in the Battle of Bunker Hill as well. So what is all this stuff uh, estimated to be worth? They're not, saying, they're not releasing that to the news. They're just going to, mm-hmm. you know, make because other then, you know, the criminals are going to start showing up to to. Yeah, because crim- criminals do very well with revolutionary era weapons. Hey. They're doing, they're doing okay with copper. I don't know of a single guy that's tried holding up a liquor store with a musket. Mm. Oh, I have. I've seen that. Before. With a musket? <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. With a 1700s bayonet? Oh, that- it took him three minutes to reload <laughs> right. after the first one. That was the convenience robbery that uh, our own Steve Nagel foiled yeah. a few years ago, yeah. I believe. Uh, it was a musket right. robbery, right? Yeah, there was a guy who was packing his gunpowder into his gun with a stick. <laughs> yeah. Now, that was like 10 years ago now. Isn't that crazy? And yet, here we are. We're still, we're still talking, we're still about, talking it. about it like it was yesterday. Richard Falley, by the way, was also the superintendent of the Springfield Armory. So this is considered to be quite a find that people discovered. Mount Tacoa in that part of Montgomery. You know, speaking about guns, a man was shot and injured Thursday afternoon, just yesterday, in a neighborhood off State Street in Springfield. The victim driven to Mercy Medical Center by a private vehicle before police arrived on the scene. His injury is considered to be serious, but not life-threatening, according to police spokesman Ryan Walsh. I'm going to guess probably not Revolutionary War-era weapons used in this shooting. I don't think so. Police alerted to the shooting, and the audio shot spotter system activated around 2.10 yesterday afternoon, indicating the shooting near the intersection of Temple and Maple Streets. Okay. Okay. Gas prices have hit a new high here in Massachusetts. Not, yeah. as, not as high as I get on a weekend. I was going to pump my gas, but then I got high. Uh, all right, Afro men. So uh, the average now in Massachusetts up to four forty-five a gallon. Oh, Jesus. Any guesses what it was about a year ago? Much less. Go ahead. Take a guess. Uh, four, two, four, 230. 281. All right. God bless it. I mean, honest to God. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you were like a like an independent trucker these days? Right. Because you know, like diesel. Yep. Is like oh, it's like over six bucks a gallon. Yep. I mean, can you? I mean, how do you even make a living at that point? Right. Uh, well, to your point, Bax. According to AAA, both regular, unleaded, and diesel fuels are at the highest ever recorded average price here in the Bay State. I'm telling you, you know, I, I not to say that any one thing is responsible for all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is this is starting to get very worrisome because everything is connected to everything else. Mm-hmm. And if the cost of fuel is to become so outrageous that the average individual can't afford to fill up their car. Right. You think the economy is going to suffer now. Wait, wait, what's going to happen six months from now unless we find a way to uh, to to wrangle this in. Yeah. And, and maybe end the war on Ukraine, too. Because they're saying that's a factor. Of course it's a factor. That's why I'm saying it's not like everything is connected to everything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why you can't just say, well, it's you know, it's just Biden. No, it's not just Biden. It's him. It's Biden. And about 15 other things you got to think about. Right. And when it comes to war on Ukraine, by the way, I don't know if you saw this or not, but uh, there's some speculation out there on Twitter that Vladimir Putin has some sort of terminal bowel cancer. They've been looking at pictures of his face mm-hmm. and focusing in Inside on close the bowels. Because I'm sure that's where it is. I guess. Yeah, they're probably not going to find his bowel cancer in his face. Well, no, I'm just saying. You'd have to be very limber to make that happen. But Mm -hmm. he found his face in the bowel cancer is what I'm saying. Oh, I see what you're saying. 
And they're looking at pictures of his face, which is ballooned, ballooned up like a balloon, right. if that's a phrase. And um, looking at close-ups of his hands, and medical experts are speculating about that terminal bowel cancer. Well, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm reading uh, reading this article this morning. I think it was like a Newsweek or something like that. Mm-hmm. Talking about there's like a lot of speculation, and part, part of it is confirmed that there's a lot of dissension in in the in the uh, Russian military, you think not just you know amongst yeah. you know rank and file right. soldiers, but officers. But they can't speak up. They're but they're doing things like sabotaging their own vehicles, mm-hmm. uh, refusing to fight in some situations. I mean, this is a this is a very unpopular war even within the Russian uh, the Russian borders. The Absolutely. people are not on board with this at all. Right, and you know maybe the stress of this may be making his health worse you just i mean that's all speculative obviously but you you just you never know right and then there's also the speculation as to whether he becomes more dangerous as a leader if he's going through radiation and chemotherapy Mm, and cancer treatments who knows what that adds to his stress level 643 with back steve and dave we've got a mass hat coming up next on rock 102 Hey, it's Pat Kelly. It's Classic Rock. It's 649 and Led Zeppelin with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Uh, rain throughout the day in the Bionair Valley and a high of 84. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, phone number 293-1021 if you want to get in touch. Rock 102. Hey, man. How you doing? All right. Good. What's up? I was just um about to comment about that Hitler thing you were talking about, him being on drugs or whatnot. There's a whole um, television series about high Hitler and um, even his uh, soldiers were hooked on freaking meth and whatnot. They, they would give him a pack of pills a day. I love the title of that, High Hitler. Nice. It, that's the name of the show. It's a good title. I also hear that uh, he was somewhat of a jerk. Really? I kind of picture him as a warm, fuzzy kind of cat. No, I don't think so. I I think of uh, all of our uh, evil despots, uh, he is among the very worst. (laughs) Had a real chip on his shoulder, you could say. Show me your rolling papers. Right. (laughs) You want to get in touch? 293-1021 is the number, and uh, somebody's going to win... That huge prize package today, right? Uh, yes. At uh, some point, someone will be contacted to find out whether they got the four seats in the glass and the ride of the Zamboni and all that other great stuff with the, uh, the Thunderbirds. For your red-hot Thunderbirds, up to zip in their series with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's Mass Hat. Right next door to the Bay State in New York State, the folks who run the New York Lottery in our crosshairs today, apparently they gave the wrong number out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mega millions, prize payments, temporarily on pause because a host announced the wrong mega ball number during the latest drawing. So how do they rectify that? Is there a um... damn good question, Steve? I don't know. ABC7 in New York reporting that New York lottery officials had to issue an apology about the error earlier this week. The host of the Mega Millions drawing, one John Crow, apparently said the wrong number. Apparently the Mega Ball 9 was drawn mm-hmm. and he said it was a 6. Didn't have, oh. the, didn't have the line underneath? I, maybe it did, and he just didn't notice. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I have a hard time with my six versus my nine iron sometimes in golf because there isn't a line. 
And sometimes I pull the wrong yeah. one and take a swing before I realize what I've done. See, sometimes to me it wouldn't matter whether it's a six or a nine. I'm mm -hmm. still going to shank it into the woods. <laughs> uh, the the problem being with this whole thing, it's not really a problem. The New York, the lottery just says we're not paying any of these out. Yep, because that's what happens. You don't. They have the advantage on that. Yeah, it's just like a casino. If something happens in a casino that's like a like a mishap, you don't get that money. They don't. Uh, you know. They also have the you know, a lot of lawyers and a lot of rules, so they can they they are indemnified mm -hmm. on a lot of those kinds of. Pro Years sure. ago, when I was working at a TV station in in, uh, in Providence, mm -hmm. uh, we would do the live drawing for the Rhode Island State Lottery, mm -hmm. and you know we, where they're pulling the ping pong balls out of the machine. Sure, a as technologically uh, advanced as you might think that technology is, there's all kinds of problems that go on all the time. With the picking of those balls. Really? All the time. The handling of the balls. Like you drop a ball sure. on the floor. I hate the when that happens. Or the machine doesn't spit out the balls. Mm -hmm. or, or you misread the number. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the uh, the host or hostess uh, can correct themselves, mm -hmm. and sometimes they don't. But you always have to have, as you were talking about before there with the New York lottery, you got to have fine print on the rules there. They absolutely do. So you cover your ass. Years ago in Syracuse, Steve, again, probably remembers Gomez, my radio partner from back then, when he was on another station, they gave away a car mm -hmm. to a listener. Right. And apparently the winner of the car was a good friend of Gomez's. Ah, uh, boy. And he couldn't win the car. He won the car because they hadn't protected themselves in that circumstance. But everyone at the drawing, because they had a huge crowd for the final drawing, and everyone knew it was Gomez's best what, friend. Uh, what is it? Uh, we, uh, our, we can't even have like a third cousin win right isn't I think, that how, I think isn't it it's like anybody sense. within 50 miles of children here? spouses parents yeah. grandparents and grandparents are not eligible to win and it's something like 50 miles it's like within 50 miles of any station that we own mm -hmm. so yeah. that's pretty hard to do like yeah. it narrows the field down to pretty much anybody everybody you know you can't win so if you win one of our crappy prizes consider yourself lucky no matter how crappy it may be sure and if you played the New York Mega Millions, well, back to the drawing board for you. One other mass hat to talk about from the state of Oklahoma. And I know it's upset Steve because it's not here in Massachusetts. Why, why do you think I get upset? It's not. I don't think I'm getting upset. I'm just pointing out, merely pointing out the fact that the name of the bit is called Mass Hat, and we never really do anybody from Massachusetts. I'm just joking. By the way, at the Kentucky Derby this year, a jockey from Venezuela won the Kentucky Derby. Huh? How does that happen? That hardly ever happens at all. Anyway, a 33-year-old woman in Oklahoma named Lacey Hux was gearing up for a big custody battle with her husband. They were living separately but not divorced yet. So she cooked up a scheme to plant child pornography on his phone. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. She took his old phone and uploaded 857 different pictures that she found on the dark web. She mm -hmm. did this with her girlfriend, 44-year-old Angel Moore. Now, uh, so she should be the one who's getting in trouble here, right? Oh, she's in trouble. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah. and not the guy oh, who yeah. was sent yeah. this in, the, the, these images. You don't get away with stuff like that these days. They have ways of checking this kind of stuff. There's always ways yep. of checking. And, and by the way, her friend Angel, who helped her out with this, she fessed up. She goes, she she couldn't take the yeah, pressure anymore. Yeah. They started questioning her. She said, yeah, this is what happened. Listen, the dark web should be you know single purpose, and that is to steal the identities of unsuspecting people. That's mm. what you should be on the dark web for, not any of that other junk. 
Uh, both 44-year-old Angel Moore and 33-year-old Lacey Hux, who conspired on this deal, both facing felony charges, including aggravated possession of child pornography. So not only idiots. planting the child pornography, but they had to come. They into- had to find it first. Exactly. Can't do that. That's pretty cool. Coming up on 656 with back Steve and Dave, we've got the 102-second sports straight ahead on Rock 102. Live in concert. View from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, for a team that has allegedly lost its focus, did crappy in the draft, and is considered, considered to be largely impotent since Tom Brady walked out the door, the NFL certainly seems to have focused a lot of attention on the New England Patriots and putting together their schedule for next year. Yesterday, the league released their 2022 regular season schedule, and despite the fact that everybody seems to be writing them off, the Patriots will be playing in four straight games in prime time. Yes, I said four of them. Now, I can understand that they were going to schedule four straight prime time games and defending uh, Super Bowl champion the L.A. Rams, but they didn't. Or perhaps even the Kansas City Chiefs, but they didn't give them four straight prime time games either. They did, however, do it for the Patriots, who everyone seems to think is going to be a disappointment, and perhaps they will. And if they are, then they'll be disappointing beginning on Thanksgiving on the road against Minnesota on November 24th. Then on Thursday night at home on December 1st against Buffalo. Then it's on to Arizona on Monday night football on the 12th. And then finally in Las Vegas six days later on Sunday night, December 18th. I should also point out that they'll be playing Chicago on Monday night football on October 24th in Foxborough. In other words, of the 17 games they'll play this season, slightly more than a third of them will be played on national television. Now, does that sound like a team that nobody cares about? No. That sounds like a team that, for good or bad, is expected to draw ratings. And when it comes to the NFL, they're seeing nothing but dollar signs because even at their worst, the Patriots are still considered to be a top draw. So to hell with all those who alleged alleged analysts who were under the impression that the Patriots are going to suck this year. The only sucking the NFL cares about is the sound of the Patriots sucking up every dollar's worth of available revenue. And until that ceases to be true, the Patriots will continue to be playing well past my bedtime as they should. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The beauty of Weber Gas Grills is that you turn it on and you're grilling immediately. Fires up fast, and since you should be grilling every evening, you should go to Rocky's and get yourself a Weber. It's the Benchmark Gas Grill, and Rocky's is your grilling destination. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09, and Billy Squire. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Massachusetts' own Billy Squire. I think he was born and raised in, like, Wellesley or something. Um, like that. Whitman, I think okay. it was. Okay, all right. Yeah. The, uh, the Whitman Hanson school system. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, school systems in Massachusetts, I don't know if you guys have seen this story. It's a uh, a Boston public school teacher had to take herself to uh, the hospital uh, and then the police station after a student threw boiling hot ramen uh, noodle water on her face. What huh. flavor? I believe it was probably uh, the beef flavor. They make a soy sauce one that's really good. Yeah, you yeah. could actually add your own soy sauce, mm-hmm. but those flavor packets are very salty all by themselves. But nevertheless, um, you know, she sustained you know, you know, you know, scalding uh, injuries, mm-hmm. and uh, the school did not call nine one one, even though she was burned in the face in excruciating pain. It was a 14-year-old kid that threw the uh, the the ramen noodle water at uh, at the teacher, 
you know, and this is uh, this is coming just like days after there was an incident in Springfield schools of a teacher being, you know, pelted with, uh, you know, all kinds of things. Pencils, yeah. pens, they broke her glasses. She won like a almost million dollar settlement. She won a million dollar yeah. settlement. And this comes months after a situation that happened uh, last year in Dorchester, uh, in which a student was accused of beating a principal unconscious. You know, I uh, I don't know about you. When I was a kid in school, I would, even though I might have been provoked, I don't think I would ever have taken a swing at no. or thrown anything at a teacher. Never. Yeah, Mr. D'Amico would have paddled my ass if I did that. I saw uh, a couple of kids get into a bit of a scrum back in junior high school. Yeah. And the uh, the gym teacher who was a stocky spark plug of a fella, uh, lifted one of the kids up by the scruff of the neck, mm-hmm. by the by the shirt, sure. with one hand, and lifted him over his head yeah. to pull him off of this uh, this other kid. Most gym teachers you don't screw around with. What was his name, by the way? Do you remember the name of your gym teacher? <sighs> Mr. Sankey. Mine was Bucky Broomhall. How about that? Bucky Broomhall? You didn't mess with Bucky Broomhall. The only job that guy could ever have is a gym teacher. Exactly. Bucky Broomhall. Or a meth dealer. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That, Bucky that's, Broomhall. Uh, I was going to say that, Or too. maybe a janitor. I was I was going to say, actually, like a like a hockey player would be the yeah, other, other for sure. uh, option. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, putting myself back as a school kid, trying to imagine any kid that I knew who would have done anything like that to a teacher. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know if it's... If it's you know this just a, a generational change or or what it is or you mean know, maybe I just grew up in a in a uh, you know a, sub, a, a a rural suburban school and we just didn't have that kind of I, uh, those kinds of problems. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that you know especially me uh, was in a very rural high school in upstate New York where you only had like seventy kids in the graduating class, mm-hmm. right? You don't see that kind of thing because you're just not. It's the population of the entire school is less than 400 people, and you don't have that kind of behavior going on. And it's, I think it's economic. I think it's, I think there's all kinds of factors that go into why some place would be like this, like the. Joe Clark, you know, uh, Riverside or what? East Side High School right. uh, type of type of deal going With on. The baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. I think kids have less respect for adults in general. Their own parents, parents of friends, yeah, teachers. I, I think that's I think that's possible, and and I think that there's a, there's enough problems mm-hmm. in uh, in our society that 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 uh, that lead up to this. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just it's just hard for me to imagine. And and you know, on the other hand, you know, I hear. On occasion, people saying that you know the teachers are, you know, you know they get ten weeks, you know, ten weeks, eight weeks off in the summertime. It's a it's a cakewalk of a job. The hell it is. Right. It's the hardest job sure. there is. Well, which is why you have so many teachers. A buddy of mine from college was a teacher for like twenty five years, and instead of continuing, he's like, I'm done. Yeah. They offered him like an early retirement. He said, I don't need this aggravation yeah. anymore. Ten- he quit last year. 10 weeks off where many of them still have to continue to find another job during the summer because you can't support yourself on a teacher's salary. Right. Yeah. I mean, unless, so. unless you're, you've are you been there for a long time, got mm-hmm. a master's degree. and But even then, else, I mean, yeah. you, you know, it's it's a it's not a job that I would want to do. And I, I give teachers all the credit in the world for 
again, you know, I'm talking last night about this this band uh, director mm-hmm. uh, teacher who's been there for years at, at Gateway. You know, filling in and 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 doing her part to make sure that everything comes together for these kids. Because we don't have enough kids in our school. And that's dedication. That's like taking away time from your mm-hmm. personal time. And, and, and that, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot to, uh, to take on. The other thing that we don't have, and I think this is also part of the problem, is you don't have enough parents involved in disciplining their own kids. Yeah. Most kids would not throw hot boiling ramen noodle water at a teacher. Most kids would not beat a uh, principal till they're unconscious. Most kids would not be throwing school supplies at teachers. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, there's no there's no consequences for the for this kind of behavior. At there's, home there's, you're talking about it begins at home, you're yeah, saying. Yeah, absolutely. They're yeah. not I mean, it's it's not like these kids are going to go home yep. and some of these kids you know, parents in a grand it's you know, I don't know of every case. But you know, if I did that, if I if I behaved mm-hmm. in a violent way at school, right, my parents would have gone ballistic over that, and there would have been consequences for those actions. Yep. And you have to think: Are these kids facing those same consequences when they go home? And I, you know, by the sounds of it, the yeah. answer is no. They aren't, and I've seen that lackadaisical behavior from parents up close and personal in my own relationships. Not from me. You've had dates throw hot ramen water at you? <laughs> not, not dates. They've beaten you unconscious? Former relationships of mine where the parents maybe weren't in as much control as they should have been. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're leaving a very uh, a lot out there. I know. Hanging. I know. No hanging with no, uh, try- no supporting evidence. Trying to be diplomatic here. That's all I'm saying. No, I mean, I don't think... Uh, I think... Especially what we do, we hear about these incidents more than they actually happen to. I bet you there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I bet you, be, you know what I mean? Like, sure, a this lot of it doesn't become news. No, but it's not. It's it might not be as rampant as you make it out to be. Oh. No, but you can. But you can see, and I'm sure as a parent, you see this also. Is you see some level of permissiveness in other parents. And you can see in mm-hmm. the behavior of other kids. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you, you know, th- things that should, that would be rectified if there were some level of discipline and consequence. Bingo. For actions. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, physical punishment, but I'm talking about, you know, you know, actual meted out, uh, you know, discipline. You know, it doesn't always have, to, it, not physical, but there, there are other ways of, of doing it. And I, and I think today kids, you know, are... Somewhat in charge, and I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes a timeout isn't enough. I uh, did describe going on a date last weekend with my date, who I've seen numerous times, and we went to her brother and sister-in-law's house. Yeah, they entertained us. Oh, you're meeting the family now. Look at you. Yeah. Moving Next up. thing you'll be going to the Hamptons for the weekend. Yeah. Moving up like George and Wheezy in that relationship. Yeah. Huh? Maybe the Hamptons or maybe to Palmer for the weekend. One or ooh, the other. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Hey, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. I bet you've had more than your share of steaming tenders over there, haven't you? Uh, well, hey, my doctor's located in Palmer. I got to go there because when I first moved to town, I couldn't find one closer to Springfield. So I got to travel out to West Wing. Is it? Not West Wing. Wing. Just Wing. Wing Hospital. Wing Hospital for my basic coverage. From Enfield? Yes. 
Jeez. That was the closest I could get. God. At the time. Well, so anyway, we went to uh, her brother and sister-in-law's house. They entertained us. Wine took us out to dinner, the whole deal. And I sent a thank you card. Oh, look at you. Well, no, because that's... I And, and I don't do that to be... Imp- that's just the way I... The point is, that's how I was raised. Yeah. If you get a gift or somebody treats you nice... You send a thank you card, a, I, hand, a handwritten thank you card. I was raised like that too, but my parents never actually did it. They just told me, "Oh, you know, you should send a thank you card." Well, they never sent a thank you card, well, so uh, yes. well, yeah. Well, that's half-assed, yeah. half-assed effort over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why, why do I need to send a thank you card out? Why do I? Why do I need to do? Well, that? I think it depends on the situation, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, if listen, you know, when uh, we got wedding gifts, mm-hmm. yeah. We sent thank you notes. Yes. Even to someone who, say, gave us like a cardboard box full of loose change. Yes. I don't think I ever got that thank you card. <laughs> you didn't give enough loose change. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I had to go a couple of, you know, 10 or 15 cents more. Yeah. And we would have had the, the postage for the mm-hmm. postcard. No, I'm pretty sure I sent you a thank you yeah, card. Yeah, you, you did. Of course. You did. See? Yeah, you were raised right. I was raised right. See? That's, That's it. That's what we're saying. See? And, you know, today's kids, you wonder, well, are these kids being raised right? I don't think so. I'm not so sure, yeah. especially when it comes to well, situations a, like this. What about a thank you text? Well, it's okay. At least At least something. you're acknowledging. Yes. At, le- yeah, at least, yeah, there's some, some level of courtesy involved Right. There. But nothing is no good. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Gotta, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I don't think physically... Good for you that you did that. I'm, I'm not making no, it funny of that. I'm just saying, no. like, to me, it's like, well, I could just say thank you and yes. not have to worry about writing something out and mailing it. And, but something, mm. Steve. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Acceptable. All right. But oh. don't throw your <laughs> ramen water away. That's First of all, you can use it for other things. Yes. And then secondly, uh, it's it burns. Yes. Shrimp. Uh, you ever have ramen salad? I no, have had ramen it's salad. It's delicious. What? Not bad. Yeah. There yeah. is such a thing? Yeah. A friend of mine makes it. She, it's a, huh. I don't have the recipe in front of me, mm-hmm. but you don't use, you just put the dry noodles into a bowl and you okay. crush them up hmm. and then uh, and then you put like oil and vinegar or something on it and you let it marinate and mm-hmm. then the, the noodles soften up themselves and uh, bing, bang, boom, you got yourself a ramen noodle salad, my friend. Oh, huh. it's a real hit at the parties. Yeah. Okay. Big hit. Writing that down right now. Delicious. Yeah, right. Noodle salad. It, it is a salad. It's going to be salad season here. It is salad season. It right? is. Oh, boy. 80 degrees today. We're going to do a salad a week. Well, you know what I got yesterday from uh, Frigo's? The summer antipasta. I've had that. It's very good there. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. peppers and onions oh, yeah. and yeah. ham. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's really good. You mm-hmm. like that? Oh, I really do. All right. <laughs> well, there you go. It's uh, 721 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102 and Tommy Car Auto Group want to help you kick off the summer. You could win a Weber grill, a $100 Big Y gift certificate, and a one. Woo! Rolling Stones. Rock 102, back Steve and Dave. A song has been banned uh, elsewhere around the country, but obviously not here. And yet it still prompted you to say woo. I didn't say that. Who said woo? Woo. Did you say I woo? Said, I said woo. Oh, that came out of you? That came out of me. You yeah, did the yeah. woo? I did a woo. Steve wow. was excited about some Rolling Stones. Isn't that how that song ends? Isn't there like a little woo at the end? I, I, know. Know. I never woo. noticed that. I never really noticed the woo. You might have covered it exactly at the same time as and the woo. We, so and, we, and we couldn't hear it. Right? So well, good. let's play it all over again and uh, and wait for the woo. Oh, you can just wait another half hour. Oh, it won't, <laughs> it won't come up in a half an hour. Please. That's not going to happen. Hour and a half. We got news next on Rock 102. How does a career sound building the toughest tools on earth? 731. 
We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Yankee Home's Memorial Day sale all month long at $1,400 off, plus free safety bars and custom shelving. Call Yankee Home right now. It's time for news, and here's Dave Coombs. A whole mess of science coming your way here to start with. Science! Yep. First of all, Thomas Dolby, we got uh, warning officially in effect from the National Weather Service for some dense fog, although I... I didn't see any this morning. I don't know. You were coming in from Huntington. I didn't uh, see any dense I, fog. You, Bax? Any, any fog? What? Any dense fog? No. I no. saw an animal. I don't know what kind it was. Something ran across the street. Well, secondarily, when it comes to science, you got a red moon this weekend. Sunday mm-hmm. night, if, in case you're interested, it's a full total lunar eclipse, and it's going to make the moon look red. What about the total eclipse of the heart? Is that uh, on the yeah, line? Yeah, if you look up in the sky, you can see uh, uh, Bonnie Tyler floating in, the, in space. Well, once upon a time, I was falling in love, and now I'm only falling apart. Really? Nothing I can say. It's a total eclipse of the heart. All right, but I'm playing Thomas Dolby. I know, but you got me distracted with the uh, the science, Dave. Well, that's not the only science we got. According to a story at Western Mass News, researchers from UMass Amherst involved in a fantastic discovery this week. It was announced yesterday that there's a massive black hole in our galaxy. And the researchers from UMass were in on it. It's called Sagittarius A-star. And it has ties to Western Mass. It's a black hole sun. Oh, it is a black hole. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you were on top of it well, today, Max. I, I missed oh. the the Bonnie Tyler song. I apologize for that. Yeah, this okay. is this is one of the great tunes. Ready? In, in my eyes, in the smiles, in the stars, no one knows. Who is that? Bob Dylan. God, it's like uncanny, isn't it? Yeah. It's, un- it's unbelievable. It's like yeah. it's like you're listening to. Chris Cornell play live. Uh, the great. You gotta get me. You gotta get him. Get into the chorus. Oh, what kind of sun is it? Black hole sun. Won't you come and wash away the rain? What sun? I thought it was Touch Hole Sun. No, it's not. There there is actually a parody called A Hole Sun. I believe that. By the great Bob Rivers, who I think started his broadcast career right in Worcester, if I'm not mistaken. Inspired by me. I was an A Hole Sun. (laughs) But only because you were raised that way. Well, hey, yeah. When in Rome. And and by the way, uh, good on you for adding some of that music in here so that we can extend the news because sure. I'm kind of light on, on news. But anyway, back to the story about the researchers from UMass helping identify this massive black hole. According to Western Mass News, they interviewed one Peter Schlerb from UMass, one of the scholars there, who talked about how his scholars and graduate students helped make the discovery. Apparently, they got a dish of the telescope, and they were able to spot this thing Mm. before anybody else. Wow. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Scientists believe that black hole at the center of nearly every galaxy, including the one that they discovered back in 2019, but this is the first photo of a black hole in our own galaxy. You know, I I did see it um, online, of course. I didn't see the black hole. I got other things to worry about. Right. uh, 
You know when uh, when college students, you know, put their mind to something, mm-hmm. you know, and they and they're trying to resolve a, an issue or you know, discover something. It's amazing what they can come up with. Do you know that I came up with a method of removing vomit from a couch back in 1987? What you did in not. college? Yes, really? I did. Oh man, it's like it's you could have sold it as new. Did, were you a lot of practice doing that? Is that what happened? Or? Well, you know, you, you don't just do it the first time out. Right, you do need practice. Sure, trial and error. That's it. Did you did you market that by the way or not? No, in fact, I was uh, I, I wrote it down, but then of course I lost it. Mm. <clears throat> but. For a while, they was there was nobody better. Well, as long as we're talking about UMass Amherst, a property owner in Amherst pleading not guilty yesterday to 35 counts of animal cruelty after an investigation found goats and cows allegedly being neglected. According to 22 News, their report talks about a release sent to their news office from Northwestern District Attorney's Office spokesperson Lori Loisel. And apparently Shannon Rice Nichols of Hadley is now prohibited from possessing any farm animals. Now, um, I, I don't know. I mean, are there different charges per animal or how are they how are they charging her? Well, there are 35 felony counts of animal cruelty. This happened during her arraignment. And I don't know whether it's per animal or not, but 35 felony counts is a lot. And she's been uh, apparently released on her own recognizance and ordered to stay away from Thistle Bloom Farm, yeah, located yeah, in Amherst. If if you can't take care of one animal, you shouldn't be taking care of a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it animal cruelty. Yes, it's very cruel mm-hmm. to the animals. The investigation conducted back in March following a request from an animal welfare officer for the town of Amherst. Ms. Rice Nichols had been boarding her animals there. Apparently a very rare Holstein cow and 22 Sanen, whatever the heck that is, S-A-A-N-E-N, a Lamancha, and some Alpine mixed goats. Now, those are some exotic uh, beasts. A, a Sanen is a goat. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a it's a different kind of breed of goat. Yeah, I don't know much about the goats and cows. Well, a cow, a cow and two goats had to be euthanized. Due to the poor conditions. That's awful. Yeah. That's absolutely awful. And by the way, they're looking for new homes for some of these other animals. They were just kids. Ah. See, there we go. And goats. And goats, too. Anyone interested in adopting any of these animals, Mm -hmm. uh, you can go to the 22 News website, find that article, and there's a link in case you're interested in adopting. I wonder if my wife would uh, agree to adopt a cow. You know, a house cow. Something to get you to sit on the couch and watch TV with us. Yeah, or maybe yeah. A, maybe a son. And- She's already got one of those. It's <laughs> called Bats. See where you go with that. Well, then they could keep each other company anyway. <clears throat> no. Why not? She doesn't need another one. All right. Okay. You know what? <laughs> just I, honestly, kidding. here I am trying to you know, lighten, the, lighten the mood that a little bit. poor woman over in Hamden. Come on. She's got a real prize with me. Oh, I bet she does. In Springfield, a man was shot and injured yesterday afternoon in, in a neighborhood off State Street. Victim driven to Mercy Medical Center by a private vehicle before police arrived. Ooh, we haven't heard one of those in a while. Driven by a friend. Yeah. Well, it doesn't say friend. It says private vehicle. That's Maybe well, he got an Uber. Acquaintance. Maybe it was an Uber. Maybe it was a Lyft. I can't imagine Uber would... Uh, let somebody who's uh, severely injured into their vehicle. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, if you're willing to pay the price of cleanup. Yeah, see, I mean, who's got that kind of money? The injuries to this guy 
serious but not believed to be life-threatening, according to police spokesman Ryan Walsh. Police were alerted to the shooting when the audio shot spotter system activated around 2.10 yesterday afternoon, indicating the shooting near the intersection of Temple and Maple Streets. Well, at least you got friends to drive you to the hospital. Mm. Up in Holyoke, a man going to spend five years in prison after pleading guilty to distributing drugs in one of the largest illegal fentanyl seizures that Western Mass has ever seen. 31-year-old Carlos Morales pleading guilty to possession with intent to distribute 400 grams or more of fentanyl. To be exact, he was trying to distribute 106,000 bags of fentanyl. And it's believed to be, again, one of the largest amounts of that drug packaged for delivery ever seized in Western Massachusetts. I don't know how they do this. I know I would lose count after like 30 or 40 bags of fentanyl, but uh, that's a lot of counting. I mean, do you, how do you how do you count something like that? Like, okay, you you take uh, 50,000 bags, I'll take 50,000 bags, and you know we'll meet up in about four days. I don't know. I'm good at counting crows. You know, I'm not good at that. The uh, I took a tour uh, a few years ago of... Uh, believe it's pronounced Edaron. It's the puzzle. It's the, They make all the pu- the jigsaw puzzles here. Uh, hmm. Oh, the place in Holyoke? In the United States. They're right out of Holyoke. Cool. They, Is that uh, right? They, My yeah, folks they, love those jigsaw puzzles. Well, they live they, on that they, stuff. They, they package, they, huh. they, they make the puzzles right here in, really? in Holyoke, and they package them up, and huh. they ship them out. So I get to, I get to see how, how the puzzles are made. It's actually a very cool process. But the two people that were counting all of the pieces <laughs> for every box, yep. it was I was like, I would have to have some sort of alcohol or drug problem to, to deal with that type of employment all day, every day. You're yeah. just counting puzzle pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be my number. Yeah. But then yeah. you go home and you count all the bottles of beer on the wall. You take one down and you pass them around and you got one less bottle of beer on the wall. Yeah, right? How many did you start with? A hundred bottles of beer in the wall. So now you got ninety nine. Yeah, and well, you take one down, you pass it around, and now you got ninety eight bottles of beer in the and wall. And then you take another one down, you pass it around, and then you got ninety seven. You take another one down after that, mm-hmm. you ninety six. Ipso fatso, you get all the way to one, and uh, you're drunk. What if you added instead of subtracted the bottles of beer on the wall? Did anyone think of that? Has anyone come up with a song for that? I'm just thinking out loud here. We we could, you know. Hey, hey Dave, I know you're uh, you're short on uh, you know local news or whatever, mm-hmm. but I have some uh, interesting uh, an interesting fact here. Okay, uh, the breaking news. You ready? Mm-hmm. Calling someone bald at work is sexual harassment. Did uh, you know that? Should I wait until we're after, out of the building? Yeah, first? I guess so. You're gonna have to do this outside. You guys want to make fun of yeah. me because I'm bald? Well, don't, don't do that. I don't want you to take this the wrong way, Steve. I'm mm-hmm. not coming on to you, but you're bald. I am bald. We're all bald. And I'm not saying that because I've got any interest. I'm saying that because it's just a fact. This is in the United Kingdom, but uh, many laws uh, overseas uh, tend to come back here eventually. The decision relates to a claim brought by Tony Finn against the West Yorkshire-based British Bung Company. Bung? Bung. 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 Where he worked as an electrician for 24 years. Before he was fired in May of last year, he complained that he was the victim of sexual harassment due to comments made about his lack of hair, including being called a bald C-word. You know, if there were a if there were a hole in the wall at the Bung factory, yeah, would that be? Yes, it would be. Yeah, I'm yes, just, it would what, be. Again, you bald C-word. That that just sounds like 
workplace fodder. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, w- it would be, yeah. except <laughs> even if he had hair, would he yeah. still be the C word? And yeah. which one is he most offended by? Wait yeah. a minute. You think I'm bald? Yeah. I'm thinning. He would have been like, ah, oh, you curly haired C word. I don't mind being called the C word. But there's hair up there. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of it. Uh, describing uh, the argument, Mr. Finn uh, told the panel of jurors, I was working on a machine that I had to cover awaiting specialist repair. The covers were taken off, and it was apparent that the boss, Jamie King, had done this. When I spoke to him about it, he began to call me He began to call me a bald C-word and threatened to deck me. Mm. So uh, let this be a lesson to anybody wow. out there in the worst place. You called right me there. a yeah. bald C-word. All uh, right. I'm going to get pretty upset and sue this place. <laughs> 744 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next, and now hear this. One of your favorites, Steve. Local news reporters mispronouncing words. Excellent. We'll get to that next on Rock 102. 40 under. F- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 751. And Guns and Roses with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Well, I guess it's not going to rain. I uh, I was saying that, and apparently uh, not going to be rainy today. It's just going to be warm with a high of 81, and uh, tomorrow more of the same with a high of 83. It's 65 in Springfield. Right? Yeah, it might rain like Sunday. Definitely Monday looks bad, but hey, not the weekend. Nope, weekend looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, we always say we need the rain this time of year, but then the rain comes and it doesn't go away. Yeah, but you know everyone's worried about like a like a fire warning, yeah, you know, like a red flag no, warning. No. Yep. So, yeah, we could we could actually use a little bit of rain. Hey, if uh, you ever missed the uh, the back Stephen Dave show, check out the daily podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on Rock One Hundred Two dot com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week has been Horace Panther, the bass player for the band uh, The Specials. There's also a bunch of other uh, interviews up there as well. Over uh, 80 interviews uh, so far from bands that uh, range from Talking Heads to The Cars, The Police, Dire Straits, Joy Joy Division, Judas Priest, Megadeth, and more. Again, all available on rock102.com. It's 7.52. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one. Comes from Western Mass News reporter Kristen Burnell. Okay. Who did a story yesterday on TV and on their website about rising gas prices. Here is reporter Kristen Burnell. The pain at the pump is continuing as summer begins. According to AAA, both regular unleaded and diesel fuels are at the highest ever recorded average price in the state of Massachusetts. Both the regular and the unleaded. Unleaded. Who's leading you to that? No idea. Lead me to the gas pump. Kristen Burnell with that report for Western Mass News. Now she's new. Didn't we do one with uh, Jordan Jagalins a couple weeks ago? Yes. Yeah, she did something. And, and now she's gone. She's left. Oh, don't say you. I, I still remember. Oh, she's gone? Yeah, she's- Did uh, we chase her out of town? No, no, no. She's, I think she's getting married and, and, and another job is on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one years ago uh, that I all, I'll always remember. Uh, they called it the Montessori School. <laughs> yes. You remember Montessori, that one? I that do remember Montessori School. Montessori School. school. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Montessori school. No, Montessori. No. Entirely different. Yeah, entirely different place. All right. Uh, one more time in case you missed that, Kristen Burnell. The pain at the pump is continuing as summer begins. According to AAA, both regular unleaded and diesel fuels are at the highest ever recorded average price in the state of Massachusetts. There you go. You know, the thing that gets me is that, you know, these, these people are not... Uh, 
it, it makes it seem like they live such a sheltered life that they never heard that word pronounced before, mm-hmm. and then nobody caught it before it went to the air because all right. that stuff is recorded after the fact. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if uh, anyone reviews it before it airs. No. Well, in case you're wondering why the gas prices, both regular and unleaded, are so high. She did talk to AAA spokesperson Mark Shieldrop about that. Refineries around the world take turns basically shutting down and retooling to produce that summer blend, which produces less emissions. And that's really important in those summer months uh, for air quality reasons. The summer blend is on the way. I didn't know that. Ah, it's like the uh, like that summer salad I was just telling you. That's right. right. Summer antipasto yes. over at Frigo's. I'll yeah. tell you what, the summer breeze yeah. makes me feel fine. Ooh. You are talking now. Does it blow through the jasmine of your mind? That's absolutely what I'm talking about. Where are Seals and Crofts when you need them, by the way? Totally agree. Um, Also part of this report from Kristen Burnell, she talked to a Chicopee resident, Rick Mulcahy, who was at the pumps (laughs) spending oodles of his own cash to try and fill up. I think it might have been his motorcycle, by the way, when he said this. I'd like to see him come down. Uh, I don't see how that's going to happen. So somebody helped attach the chiffon part of her dress that had been missing. I, uh, you know, that's all cute and funny story, but I tend to believe that that was just done on purpose. Uh, so she would have, have something on TikTok. TikTok. Well, you've you've yeah. you've been at a lot of these weddings as a professional DJ. So. Well, yeah, I, I've never seen anybody do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if you want to do that for clout, why do you got to do it on the day that you you know you're supposed to be all special and whatnot? Mm-hmm. Supposed to be your special day. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out the video on TikTok, she is hot. I mean, like really, well, it's really her wedding. Hot. It's supposed yeah. to be you no, know, no, the most but beautiful I, day of her life. Oh, it's, She's it's, just doing it for the likes, man. All right. She's just doing it for the likes. And uh, clip number five for you here. <laughs> Hello, Cleveland! Hello, Cleveland! They're making a sequel to This Is Spinal Tap. I know you reported about it in Hollywood yeah. Trash, Steve. Just thought I'd throw it in there as well. Um, and I'll say again, so soon, because yeah. it's only been 40 years. Well, <laughs> I, I guess the plot line for this one is feasible. They're going to do it sort of like the last Waltz movie about the band. Oh, okay. And so it's going to be like their farewell concert. Uh-huh. I think that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So great. Look forward to that. 757 with back Steve and Dave, the 102-second sports, including a peek into the Patriots schedule coming up next on Rock 102. The following takes place between 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. It is 8 o'clock on Rock 102. We're going to have 80s today, 80s tomorrow, 80s on Sunday with lots of sunshine and some clouds and very little chance of precipitation until maybe late Sunday into Monday. We also have a dense fog advisory this morning, although we're not seeing any here. The weather is brought to you by Bank ESB. As a local bank, they have convenient tools, smart banking technology, and personalized financial support to set you on the right path. Unlock your potential at bankesb.com. 102-second sports on Rock 102. So in game one for the Springfield Thunderbirds, it was 50 saves from goaltender Charlie Lindgren. Last night, it was another goalie's chance to shine. Hofer out of his net. He stops it. Hofer looking. Hofer firing toward the empty net. He scores! Are you kidding me? Goal Hofer! A goalie goal in the Calder Cup playoffs! If that doesn't get you fired up, you don't have a 
pulse. That's play-by-play guy Ryan Smith with the call on last night's goaltending hero, Joel Hofer. As the Thunderbirds beat Wilkes-Barre Scranton 6-2 at Mass Mutual to take a 2-0 lead in that series. NHL, the Bruins over Carolina 5-2. That series tied at 3, Game 7. Coming up tomorrow in Carolina at 4.30. You can hear it on our sister station, Laser 98.5. Elsewhere in NHL play, the Thunderbirds parent squad, the St. Louis Blues advancing, and two other series are tied at three games apiece, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Edmonton, L.A. Kings. In basketball, Celtics-Bucks, game six tonight in Milwaukee. Celtics backs to the wall on that one. And Larry Bird has a new trophy in his honor. The MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals will now win the Larry Bird MVP trophy for that portion of the playoffs. Speaking of NBA playoffs, last night Miami beat Philly 99-90 to to advance to the next round. Phoenix and Dallas are tied at three games apiece. In baseball, Red Sox start a series against the Rangers today down in Texas. And by the way, the Valley Blue Sox starting up next month, and they need host families. So if you'd like to host some players, you can call 413-533-1100 or just check out the Valley Blue Sox website or their Facebook page. We'll post that on our Facebook page for anyone interested in being a host family. And in football, the Patriots' schedule was announced. They'll open in Miami. They'll finish in Buffalo. And they'll also play Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday night football, and a Thanksgiving night game in Minnesota as well. So we're looking forward to that. And that's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next, we'll be looking forward to the second leg of the Triple Crown in horse racing. Bax has that straight ahead in his view from the couch on Rock 102. Stained returns live in concert. It's been a while. September 11th, Mass Mutual Center. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, when I finally get to retire from this godforsaken business, approximately 3,411 days away from today, I fully expect to live a life of complete leisure and relaxation. And while that may sound boring to some, I believe it would be wrong to underestimate my ability to thrive in situations that involve total inactivity. On the other hand, could see myself taking the pathway of a championship thoroughbred and being put out to stud. And while my wife may have something to say about that, I still believe it's perfectly fine to set largely unattainable goals. Yesterday, in a shocking announcement, the owner of Kentucky Derby, uh, Kentucky Derby winning a horse, Rich Strike, says he will not be putting the horse in next weekend's Preakness Stakes. According to owner Rick Dawson, after discussion with their trainer, they felt they needed to do what was best for the horse, and that is to forget the idea of winning the Triple Crown. No, this has nothing to do with jockey Sonny Leon's 15-day suspension or anything that might feed into a larger conspiracy theory. This has everything to do with the value of this particular horse and whether you put that value at risk. Look at it this way. You have a horse that just won the Kentucky Derby as an improbable 80-to-1 shot. You will never have greater value for that horse than you do right at this very moment. You put him in the Preakness and he doesn't win, then the Kentucky Derby will look like a fluke. But if you put him out to stud now, you'd be able to attract some of the most over-inflated stud fees of all time. That, my friends, is how I think I'd like to retire. Sure, I can mess things up during these next 3,411 days, but maybe I don't. Granted, comparing myself to a barnyard animal seems like a bit of a stretch, but I can assure you that the comparison is not as far off as you might think. Either way, 
If I were the owner of this horse, I would think long and hard about what to do next. Dawson spent $30,000 on this horse, put him out to stud right now, he could make back $30,000 a day. That's better than a 401k, an offshore bank account, and a stack load of Bitcoin. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know what I'm waiting for? The Pellet Steakhouse to open. Because when you grill with a Traeger wood fire pellet grill, meat gets all smoky and wood flame flavored, and oh my god, that's so delicious. But you have precision temperature and flame control at your fingertips. Grill with a Traeger from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock and ACDC. With back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. We're going to have great weather today and right through Monday, actually. Might get some rain on Monday, but the weekend looks good. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a beautiful day for the pancake breakfast. Oh, if you're yeah. looking to feed your chow, your chow hole with the flapjacks, uh, tomorrow is the day to do it. And they're going to be closing down Main Street later today to start setting all the tables up. Because a lot of things being coordinated for tomorrow's big event. And it's the first time uh, it's been done in May. And what does she say? Two years? Three years? It's been a while. So better, better not see any dirt bikes down here. There better not be dirt bikes, because first of all, you get the maple syrup all over your hands and the handlebars. It'll get sticky. That could be uh, unsafe. I would, uh, I would picture uh, Dom Dom, uh, you know, taking what you know. He's uh, let's say he's flipping them flapjacks up behind the line there. Yes. And then he sees a dirt bike go. He's gonna go all uh, ninja Dom Dom and take that spatula and just like a Chinese star and throw yeah. it right at yeah. I, see that. I totally see that yeah. happening. Yeah, I can, I can totally see him doing that. Uh, first known use of flapjack, by the way, about sixteen hundred. It goes the back term. that far back. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, like uh, yeah, they, they learned that at Plymouth Rock. I guess I'm going there in a couple of weeks. By the way, Plymouth Rock to Plymouth Rock. Yeah, voluntarily. Yeah. Voluntarily. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I've been there before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then why are you going back then? Well, because my kids' class is gone, oh, and I'm okay. going to be a chaperone. Oh, okay. You know, I did that a couple of years ago. Yeah. Liza's class, I think when I was like a seventh or eighth grade, yeah. went to, to, to Plymouth yeah, to see Plymouth Rock and the Plymouth Plantation. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, uh, that's a, no, the plantation's fine. I got no problem with the plantation, uh, other than the fact it's a plantation. But um, that rock is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. It, 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 it is. It, listen, it, they're like, well... Uh, they moved this rock uh, back a hundred and something years ago and pushed it up to the shore. Well, you look out in the bay there, and you got how many rocks you got out there. I'm like, how do you know that was the one? Good point. It just doesn't seem like you know they know what they're doing. You out might there. want you might not want to bring that up when you're chaperoning the kids. Oh, I'm gonna. No, you, I'm you gonna can because everybody else does it. Because yeah. everybody goes up, to, uh, you know, up to that little uh, stanchion doff gazebo type of thing, and they look down and say, "Oh, that's that's it." Yeah, that's uh, it. that's in all the history books. That thing right there. Well, there's going to be one young Sheldon kid that's going to probably dispute that fact and come up with well, the real reason why it happened. We went to uh, years ago, uh, Colonial Williamsburg, and uh, took a ride to uh, Jamestown, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Right to a plantation. That's where the first Thanksgiving was. Everybody says it was out in Plymouth. That's not where the uh, first Thanksgiving was. It was in Jamestown, Virginia. Yeah, that is a good trip, by the way. I've done that before as well. That is pretty cool down there. Yeah. Jamestown, Virginia. And and Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, like uh, like the Plymouth Plantation is fine. You know, everybody who's yeah. working there is supposed to be, you know, of the 
of the uh, the time period. Sure. The last time I was there during this time, I took uh, my kids uh, in class as a chaperone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a uh, there was a Native American uh, talking about uh, Native American culture um, from his wheelchair with his uh, Timex watch, which, I, if I'm not mistaken, were not around in 1620s. Uh, wheelchairs uh, and Timex I'm watches. Sorry, I believe that uh, if your Indiglo watch didn't light up, they would burn you at the stake for being a witch. Witch. Watch. Yes. Get which it? is another yeah, which is another tourist <laughs> yeah. trap. What? Salem. Oh, that's that's the worst. That's, a, that's, that's why is it the worst? I'd always like to go there. I always wanted to see it. Salem's a beautiful town. Yeah. It's a gorgeous yes, little New England town. Yes. But the Witch Museum. Oh, horrible. It's uh Remember when you were a kid and you were in school yeah. and you had to do put together a diorama? Yep. Yeah. Remember when you had to do that? Like shoe you took box. A, like a, yeah, right. You took a shoe box sure. and you, you put your little army guys in there oh, and, yeah. and, and, and all of a sudden you 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 had to explain what was going on in the box. That's kind of what it's like. It's a glorified giant diorama yeah. that explains a part of history that makes absolutely no sense to most people. It looks cheap as hell. It does. And it costs a lot to get in. It ain't cheap. No. Did you ever go uh, to the Farmer's Museum in Cooperstown, New yes, York? Yes, I have. Yeah. I have not. That, uh, that is money well spent <laughs> as well. Yeah. But they have the Cardiff Giant. You know the Cardiff Giant? Yes, yes, that was a hoax. Yeah. There was no such giant. No giant? No, they unearthed these bones of, oh my God, it's a nine-foot man. Look at that. And it was somebody Well, it was a statue that they unveiled, and they thought it was like this ancient Indian American, uh, American Indian uh, thing. Right. And it really wasn't. It was just this statue that some guy had used as a gimmick to sell apples. Very rarely do you see one of these historical uh, tourist trap type of things, you know, that you go on like a school- Mm-hmm. Uh, field trip on sure. and say, hey, you know what? That was actually really, really cool. I guess, right? I can count on like one hand of all those things that I thought, hey, you know what? That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, and it's, it's not just me being cynical. It's like well, like Monticello was fantastic. That's, I've never been there. That's really cool. Virginia? Yeah. Okay. Thomas Real- Jefferson, the whole deal? Yes. Okay. Very, very cool. You know, like uh, like, like a bunch of places in Washington. Yeah, you go to like the, the, the Washington, the... the uh, the Lincoln Memorial, that's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, you know, the the, uh, the Vietnam Memorial, that's like that's stunning. But yeah, it's my, like my folks lived there for twenty five years, so I know all that stuff. And by the way, the theater where Lincoln was shot, Ford Theater, also great too. Yeah, but man, you, you, you the get, play was awful. Yeah, yeah, the play. I mean, I mean <laughs> it was every, everybody stood, but they weren't applauding. It was People like were oh, losing their head at that. They're right about that. Yeah. But uh, it's like you know, so many of these things. You just think, oh, they're supposed to be so wonderful. They're right. not that great. Like no, you ever, walk, no. ever walk the Freedom Trail? No. no. Where is no. that? In Boston? No. no. What's that? Oh, it, well, yeah, yeah. The North North End and the church and the whole deal there, right? It's, it's all the major yeah. you know, historical landmarks sure. around Boston. Mm-hmm. And it's like a five-mile walk mm-hmm. one way, but then it's also another five-mile walk back to your car or the bus. Oh, it doesn't go in a loop? It's not exactly. Well, I mean, I guess the way we went, because I uh, went with the Boy Scouts yeah. and we walked it. And I said to myself at that young age of like 12, 13, I'm never walking this damn thing again. You know, it's uh, your field trips depend on where you live in the country, clearly. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but like the coolness factor. When I lived in New Jersey as a kid, we had the coolest field trips ever. We would go to New York City all the time. See, it was there's always, that's a city that doesn't sleep. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to wake up there one of these days. I'm sure you will. Did you see the Bada Bing uh, Club on one of your field trips in New Jersey? No, I don't remember seeing that in hmm. the uh, Bada Bing Club. The, hmm. There were quite a few people around New Jersey who acted like they owned huh. the Bada Bing Club. But, right. Uh, you know. Track suits, the whole deal? Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they don't uh, – no, I just lost my train of thought. The, the field trips, yeah. going to good places. We used to go to like the Museum of Natural History and and uh, see those are good because yeah. there's lots to learn at a museum. Always lots to learn at a cool museum. Yes, <laughs> you know t- when you come here and uh, oh, we're going to Old Sturbridge Village. Okay, mm, going to learn how to make moccasins and yeah. saltwater taffy. Even, even Plymouth Plantation, it's like. Uh... All right. Well, yeah, Bax, you were talking about that to start with, about how the actors do a pretty good job at Plymouth Plantation. Yeah, it's you, okay. You ever seen the movie Choke? No. With Sam Rockwell, and he's in one of those Revolutionary War kind of things where he dresses up and he has to play like yeah, a, I, really funny, really I, funny. Check. I know a couple of those kinds of people, <laughs> do but do the, uh, yeah. the do the recreations, yeah. the, the uh, Revolutionary War things? Yep. Yeah. Something about those kinds of people, and, and I, you know, and I mean, if you're one of them, you're listening, and you're one of those guys. I love doing those kinds of things. That's fine. Just know that everybody around you is judging you behind your back. Well, it's just like any of those. Remember, we t- we interviewed the guy who owns the the train station out in Southwick. It's yeah. like the, it's like uh, Dave. You remember the train in Silver Spoons where they drove it around the house? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like that. It's just out in a big field. They have these little trains that men, grown men, can drive. Ricky Schroeder time. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, yeah. the best field trip I ever went on. I've told this story before. I'd gone. Damn it! I'll tell it again. <laughs> Good. Um, because we got two more minutes to kill. Well, here you go. This this is at least three minutes, maybe even four, if we okay. stretch this out. Um, back in the 70s, the yeah. Audubon Society would come to uh, like my fifth or sixth grade class. I think it was fifth grade. Fifth grade is when it was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, every once a week they would, you know, teach you about, you know, nature and all this other stuff. And, you know, you know, I mean, you know. <laughs> You know, Rhode Island, you know, southern, Ma- you know, southeastern Mass got all kinds of uh, you know natural you know preserves and stuff like that. Sure. And didn't Rhode go- Island have a longer full name too? Wasn't the official name of Ro- Rhode Island something? You're derailing my story, Dave. Oh, sorry. I'm going to get something here, and I'm okay. telling you right now, this is an interesting story. Okay. The uh, it was decided in December <laughs> we were all going to go on a a, a nature. A field trip with the Audubon Society, mm-hmm. and what they decided to do would take a busload of kids to Moonstone Beach in Rhode Island. Okay. Now, Moonstone in the summertime back then was a nude beach. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now this is December, yep. so they figured out, well, you know, who's going to be yeah. who's going to be nude in mm-hmm. December in Rhode Island? It ain't ever going to happen. It's their first mistake. So we get on the bus, yep. and we're all ready to go to Moonstone, and we all—I mean, we're all kids. I mean, we—you know, had to get the permission sign. You know, is it okay if we take your kid to a nudist colony uh, for a field trip? And parents said, well, it's December. How bad could sure. it be? Well, it just so happened that we went on the bus on a seasonably warm day in December. It was like. Almost like sixty yeah. degrees, uh, you know, back then. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, as the bus is pulling up into Moonstone Beach's parking lot, some dude stands up, bare ass naked, sunning himself in the middle part of December. We all we never left the bus before the bus turned around <laughs> and went back to Rehoboth. Uh, full frontal or backle? We only saw the backside. Okay. The guy did not turn around, That's but he. Good. He stood up to say, "Hey, is somebody in the parking lot?" Yes, it's a bu- it's a whole busload of fifth grade kids. 
So he had the mortar and pestle out, if you will. Yes, but that was uh, that was uh, the groin. Po- the that was mill. pointing. That was pointing towards the ocean. Yeah. That day he wasn't uh, he wasn't grinding any uh, any any corn. That the day he was angry. That day, my friends, oh, like an old man <laughs> having soup at a deli. It's eight twenty three with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. Here's Dave Coombs. So the Lynn Clark case garnered a lot of attention here. The Chicopee School Superintendent job, though, isn't the only one in the headlines in South Hadley. The school committee there voting unanimously yesterday to appoint Assistant Superintendent Mark McLaughlin as the acting superintendent in South Hadley, effective immediately. He replaces Jamal Mosley who apparently is on a leave of absence after serving eight months in that role. And they can't say or won't say why Mr. Mosley is on a leave of absence. Eight months doesn't give you a lot of time to get uh, even acclimated to a new gig. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It takes time. Sure. Eight months and he's already out. Yeah. What the hell is that all about? Well, and maybe he can return. I mean, they're not saying anything about that. I mean, again, the assistant superintendent, Mark McLaughlin, the acting superintendent, so maybe there's still wiggle room for Mr. Mosley to return after his leave of absence. Who knows? In Holyoke, Mayor Josh Garcia had his State of the City address yesterday. He says Holyoke is headed in the right direction, despite COVID-19's grip the last two years. His administration presented a surplus budget, which is a rarity in this age of austerity and level budgeting. According to Mayor Garcia, quote, The city's economy is roaring back in a way that's not been seen in quite some time. Roaring back. That's good news. That's real good. Mm -hmm. It's nice to see. Holyoke has certainly had its share of uh, economic issues, but uh, it's nice to see that people are paying attention and they're opening up businesses, and those businesses are doing pretty doggone good. Well, he was bragging about the budget, saying, quote, I'm presenting... This budget, it's reflective of reality and avoiding short-sighted decisions and laying the foundation for long-term fiscal health in Holyoke. All right. There you have it. Well, that doesn't mean you're not going to have a an illegal fentanyl sale every once in a while there. A well, whole- kids, listen, he's, he's just worried about the budget. He's not worried about every little thing that goes on in town. Carlos Morales is 31. He's going to spend five years in prison after pleading guilty to distributing drugs in one of the largest illegal fentanyl seizures in Western Mass, right in Holyoke. Apparently, he tried to distribute 400 grams or more, which worked out to be 106,000 bags of fentanyl. And it's believed to be, again, one of the largest amounts of fentanyl packaged for delivery ever seized in Western Mass. All right, so here's uh, what I don't get. 100 and some odd thousand uh, bags of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we all can uh, agree that fentanyl is, uh, is bad stuff. Sure. When it's uh, being used... In the wrong hands. We can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. But this guy is only going to get five years. Is that what? Because, I mean, to me, that seems to be a little light-handed. Yes. And on top of that, according to U.S. District Court Judge Mark Mastriani, he's ordered Morales to serve the five years of supervised release after he completes his prison sentence as well. So you got five plus five, I guess. Well, I'm sure the I'm sure the maestro is limited to what he can uh, get away with as far as sentencing goes. Mm-hmm. But it just seems to me that if you... Are distributing fent- any any you know you know dangerous drugs, especially to, in that quantity. To that exactly right? with that quantity, five years in prison seems a little light to me. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. Gas prices. That's why, that's why he's a judge, and I am not a judge. True. Uh, gas prices aren't light. 
They've hit a new record high, average up to 445 a gallon in the Bay State compared to two, 281 a year ago. Those were the days. Remember the old days when you could spend as little as $20 to fill up your gas tank? Oh, I miss I those days. the last time you had $20 to fill your gas tank. I think uh, it was pretty close in uh, like uh, March of 2020 when it was down to like $1.49 a gallon. Oh, man, I miss those days so much. Western Mass News reporter Kristen Burnell filed a report about the rising gas prices just yesterday for Western Mass News. According to AAA, both regular unleaded and diesel fuels are at the highest ever recorded average price in the state of Massachusetts. Hey, when and you I, pay a lot for regular unleaded. And I buy unleaded. That's what my car takes. So it says I. right there oh, in the little thing. No, no, no. Unleaded I, gasoline only. I love leaded gasoline. Do you? Oh, really? Yeah. I oh. drink it. Wow. You're not supposed Make, to drink it. It makes a nice beverage. No, it does not. Uh, the pain at the pump continuing here in the Bay State. As summer begins, according to AAA, both these types of fuels, the regular unleaded and the diesel fuels, <laughs> highest ever recorded. And also because they have a special summer blend that they come out with, I've never heard of this before. According to AAA, there's a summer blend, and that's one of the things that drives gas prices up. Well, I've heard of that before. It's a nice uh, oaky flavor to it? It. Yeah. yeah. Well, you ever go to like a brew pub and they have like their summer sure. uh, blended beers? Yes. Same thing. Really? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. Hey, in Montgomery, Mass., members of the Westfield Historical Commission say they had a, quite a find recently. They've located remnants of the long-lost armory of Richard Fowley, Jr., he was a blacksmith during the American Revolution. He produced guns for General George Washington. Also, he commanded a company of American soldiers in the Battle of Bunker Hill, and he was the superintendent of the Springfield Armory. Well, they found a bunch of his remnants of some of his armory items, apparently, and it happened when they were searching through the area of Mount Tekoa, part of Montgomery, that was once part of Westfield. Was this like in somebody's house? No, just like you see the pictures of it. You can check it out. I think it was on westernmassnews.com or 22 News. I'm not sure which. There's photos of the stuff like just scattered in the grass. Mm. They found it just when they're walking through fields and stuff like that. Yeah, every once in a while you hear them find something up there in them hills. I guess. That's where that uh, General Knox or whatever the hell his name was. I think it was. Is it Gen- yeah, General Knox. They named the road after him. Really? Yeah, there was all kinds of artifacts they found from him years ago. I'd love to know what uh, all of these guns cost. Because, you know, I mean, remember that story you did like uh, earlier in the week of this one that finds this uh, uh, this bust? The Roman bust? The Roman bust, and yeah. it winds up being a priceless piece of art. Right. Well, I got to believe that revolutionary era guns yep. owned by this guy, who's historically significant. Yep. Gotta be worth a good uh, a good haul. Sure, and if you're the one who finds it, you're probably maybe thinking about keeping it on the side and then selling it somewhere instead of donating it to a museum. I don't know if there's a lot of uh, illegal gun runners are in the area that are looking for old muskets that you have to pack gunpowder in with a stick. Well, if there doesn't a- seem to be a a pretty uh, like a, a practical crime weapon, if there's a market for it. Somebody's going to use it. Maybe a museum. And the FDA has approved cookie-flavored underwear because it prevents STIs during oral sex. Because it tastes like a cookie? Don't know. Just reading here, just the, just the reporter. The FDA approving this new kind of underwear that tastes like vanilla. The product is called Laurels. L-O-R-A-L-S. And it's a safe sex aid. Somebody better tell Cookie Monster that C is no longer for <laughs> <Yeah>. Cookie. 
It's good enough for me. It's good enough for me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the cookie flavored underwear, by the way, sold in both bikini and what's being called shorty cuts. <laughs> and they're as thin as condoms, apparently. Really? So the granny panties aren't uh, no. aren't doing it? No. Let, let me numb that for you. Num 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 you can try a pack of four for just twenty five bucks. Seaward so bad. You can also get 10% off if you want. But this is for the swingers party. We cannot eat it all by myself. Only vanilla right now. There may be peanut butter, snickerdoodle, oatmeal, raisin, and chocolate chip in the works as well. Man. Mm, snickerdoodle. I love her snickerdoodle. I'm waiting for the pear that tastes like pie. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the one that you want. It's 842 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's uh, 849 and Rush on Rock 102. Rush from Canada. And isn't Triumph from Canada as well? Yeah. Um, yeah, Triumph is from uh, from Canada. Okay. And uh, next week we're going to be talking to Rick Emmett, mm-hmm. the uh, the former guitar player of, uh, of Triumph. Cool. And uh, they have a brand new documentary that airs, uh, actually premieres tonight on Hulu uh, called uh, Triumph, Rock and Roll Machine. It's actually a pretty cool story. Nice. And uh, we'll be talking to uh, Rick Emmett sometime next week, although I'm not sure exactly what day. But it's going to happen next week. I see the picture of him here in the band wearing a hockey shirt. A Cana- a Montreal Canadiens, eh? So we can talk a little hockey with him, too. I bet they're hockey fans, eh? Well, I don't want to assume he's a hockey fan. Maybe he's a maybe maybe he's a Montreal Expos fan. And, oh, you know, whoa, hey. What? Montreal Expos. Now you're going back. Yeah, well, you know, let's do it back in the day. That was a, that's really all Canada had was a baseball team and hockey. Jari Park, the old... Ballpark for the Expos. I That's think. right. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been to the Rogers Center. Yeah. In uh, Toronto? Yeah. I, never, I was in uh, at a wedding in Toronto once, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never seen traffic so bad in my life than in the city of Toronto. It's a good place to visit. Have you ever been to the CN Tower in Toronto? I don't think I actually went there. That's at like Niagara Falls, right? Isn't that uh... no? The CN Tower is just right in the middle of downtown, near the Rogers Center. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go to it then. Oh, I, did, I just uh, was there. I was there uh, for a comedy contest. Oh, okay. How'd you I, do? I lost. Damn Canadians. Well, the, it was always going to be a Canadian that won anyway. It was yeah. just, uh, hey, how much money can we get from these stupid Americans <laughs> coming over the border? I Comedy see. contests are typically quite a fascist affair. Fixed, you're saying? Always. Yeah? Always mm. fixed. By the way, the CN Tower has one of them, their uh, glass floors. You go up to the top. Right. Like dozens and hundred, hundred. I don't know how many floors. You get out on that glass floor, you look, nope, can't, nope. Can't, can't do it? Can't, nope. And then you can actually do a thing now where you can go out on the outside of the CN Tower and you can hang off the side wearing a seatbelt, you know, one of them harnesses. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know no, about I don't that. Think so. yeah. I don't think so. Uh, the glass thing, I did that in um, in the Grand Canyon mm-hmm. where you're looking 4,000 feet below no th- you. No thanks. Um, and they show you, there's a sign that shows you, Oh, there's like three Empire State buildings that you're looking down on. Yeah. You know, bull, bull, you know, down yeah. to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could see all the lost items that people dropped over the edge, <laughs> like on this one little yeah. ledge thing. It was pretty funny. Apparently, there's a, uh, there's a bridge, uh, you know, a glass bottom bridge mm-hmm. in, I think it's Japan, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, people walk across it, but they, there's, 
the uh, the bridge has this special effect that when you step on the glass, it appears to be cracking. Yeah. And to see all these people trying to cross this bridge, and the glass is cracking, like you they're 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 holding onto the rails, they're yeah. fall. I mean, they're in no danger. Yeah. But, but but you freak out because you think the glass is about to shatter and you're going to fall to your you plummet to your death. And maybe they didn't read the pamphlet ahead of time explaining the features of the bridge. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. Yeah. But I I wouldn't even even if I knew it was fake. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust. Listen, I, yeah, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, wouldn't trust it at all. I couldn't. I wouldn't go near it. I wouldn't trust it either. No, I, I, I heights. There's something about heights. Well, I don't know why. It just, I, I. It's like I have a physical mm-hmm. uh, reaction I, to to, yep. to heights. Yep. Heights, I can do. It's the method of, you know, what we're describing here on how you would be uh, secured in. To a space, you know what I mean, right? Like I, I, I do roller coasters. I did that zip line thing, mm-hmm. that, and that was that was like five stories in the air. You're flying like Superman over a, a crowd of people, sure. And there's nothing other than the harness holding you up. But uh, that that the CN Tower thing where you're strapping yourself to a seatbelt to kill, hold yourself on. I don't know. Why well, yeah. some of these rides are faulty too? I think it was it's a couple of months ago. Didn't a kid fall out of one of those rides down in like Universal or Disney or something it like that? It wasn't. It wasn't a. It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't a recognizable theme park name. Right, I, but, but I, it was one of those drops where yeah. you, where you drop a significant number of feet, and they modified the ride where the kid was able to slip out. Yeah. from the thing, the kid was oversized. I think that was part of it. He probably shouldn't have been allowed on the ride to begin with. Yeah, I don't. After seeing Squid Games, the idea of yeah. heights and glass doesn't yeah. make any uh, doesn't uh, doesn't appease me at all. Yeah, did you see that? You see Squid? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's no. I would not. Uh, I would not do yeah, that. Yeah, the pains of glass was. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all set. Uh-huh. I'm, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, eight fifty four with back Stephen Dave on Rock one hundred two. Live in concert, Saturday nights at 9 on Rock 102. Complete concerts from rock and roll's great performers. Brought to you by Randall's Farm and Greenhouse in Ludlow. On this week's edition of Live in Concert, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers recorded live on stage in 1985. We'll also hear classic live sets from Bon Jovi, The Doors, and Aerosmith. All this Saturday night at 9 from Randall's Farm and Greenhouse, Ludlow on Rock 102.